You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. want to walk you through a full-on space detox. And this is particularly for those of you who feel like you are getting sick in your space. Like there is so much clutter, sticky stuff in drawers. It's just not a haven. And it's a place that makes you feel worse instead of supporting you and making you feel better. We want to detox that. We want to make a space that feels fresh, that energizes you, and that's actually healthy to be in. So that's what this video is all about detoxing your space. Before we dive in, I just want you to erase this mindset of, well, I can't do it, or well, it would take me months to be able to do that, even though it might take somebody else an hour or two. Sometimes you think that things are going to take a lot longer or be a lot more involved than they are if they're broken down the right way. So the way that I'm going to talk about it today is going to be a little more broken down and anybody can make these progressive changes inside of their space. Anybody can do it. There's not a single person out there who can't take a drawer that's filled with ketchup packets and random sticky stuff. There's not a single person that can't remove that stuff, wipe out the cabinet, or the drawer and start fresh. I always like to start really small and impactful. So for me, I recommend that you start by letting in natural light. Go open up the blinds, open up the windows. Don't try to do a full space detox, essentially in the dark or feeling like you're in a cave. It's not a very inspired place to work from. Having light can help to lift your energy and lift your mental state. And also it's just good for detoxing your space, letting the light shine in areas where it doesn't usually shine. Bacteria love to grow in dark, dank spaces. So the more natural light that you can let shine through, the healthier your space is going to feel. Now, I understand not everybody has large windows or big wall windows, and you may have very limited amount of what you can actually let in, but do what you can. Open up the windows, at least the blinds and curtains, and then be sure to turn on lights otherwise in the house to make it feel like this is an awake space. We're making things happen. The second thing I always like to do is to let in fresh air. I know this can be challenging, especially at this time of year where it's winter. It may be snowing or freezing where you are. If you have air purifiers, then that can be a great thing to do to set that purifier on high, turn some fans on, you know, maybe make sure they're not flopping dust everywhere, but just get some kind of circulation happening in the room. And if it's possible, opening up the windows, if it's springtime or summertime, or you live in a place that's not freezing, even if you can just leave the windows open for 30 minutes to an hour, it makes a big difference on the freshness and the just vivaciousness of a room. It's very demotivating and unhealthy to feel like you're just breathing in stale air where you can see like the little dust particles floating around in the air and you've got all of the smells from just years of cooking and maybe smoking if you've got smokers in the house and just that it can really feel unhealthy just even standing and breathing that space. So those are two easy low barrier ways to start. I recommend that you get that rolling before you even start diving in. The next step is gonna be to get rid of the junk. And I mean like actual trash, 
junk, things that are not needed, things that are broken or cracked and aren't even usable, ketchup or fast food packets or straws or things that are shoved in different drawers. Maybe you have some 7-Eleven plastic cups that you're never going to use that have been shoved in your cabinets. Get the actual junk and trash out. You can walk around with a trash bag and just grab things and throw them in there as you go around and you'll start to see a lot of progress just in getting the trash out. Before you even start a decluttering plan or start deciding how you're gonna organize, you know, I think that a lot of people start focusing on these higher level organization and decluttering plans when they haven't yet covered the basics of just letting in the fresh air and getting out the trash. So step number three, get the trash out and don't start to try to form weird attachments to the trash. If you know that it's broken, you know it's not usable, if it is a packet of sauce of any kind from any fast food restaurant, then let's throw it in the trash bag so we can open up some of that space. You might find that you have sticky things or grime or layers of dust in different places. Again, gotta do the lower level stuff before you try to attack any kind of higher level projects like decluttering or organizing. So get a rag, get your favorite cleaning solution and just start wiping. A lot of the things that need to be detoxed happen inside of the kitchen. So if you wanna start with the most impactful area, Oftentimes that's gonna be the kitchen when you're looking to detox things. That's where you're gonna find a lot of the, the trash that's shoved into drawers and cabinets. That's where you're gonna find a lot of the sticky stuff and food products and maybe spilled drinks that have made their way into different cracks and crevices. And so it can be a really good place to see maximum effects. And don't worry about getting too precious with your wiping, okay? If you think that it's too gross to mess with, put on some rubber gloves and just go at it. Try to maybe even put your mind somewhere else so you're not even thinking necessarily about what you're doing because you just want to get it done. You don't want that part to really drag on or you're going to start to lose steam. Next, we're going to make a run through of the space and look for excess. We're not worried about reaching or achieving minimalist standards here. It's not about perfectionism, but if you see a lot of redundancy and a lot of excess, now is going to be the time to get rid of those things. So if you have three different fryers and you know you're only using the newest one, now's the time to get rid of those old duplicate fryers. We find something new that's better, that's maybe not burnt on the ends, but we never go through the process of getting rid of the previous appliance because maybe it feels wasteful or just because we don't take the time to do it. During this detox, get rid of those redundancies. You're gonna open up so much space. 50% of your space is gonna be saved just by letting go of duplicates. And be honest about whether or not you're actually using the things that you do have excess or duplicates of because a lot of times we just start to trick ourselves into believing that there's some valid reason that we hold on to things when in reality, we're not actually using those things and we don't need them. Similarly, and kind of related to the excess, but not necessarily, is things that you're holding on to out of a mindset of lack. I know people who make over $100,000 a year who still hold on to every pickle jar. Even though they don't use it, they just hold on to it. And it's not about the environment. It's about a mindset of lack. What if I need it? What if it becomes useful in the future? A lot of people have this uncertainty or distrust in themselves to really make decisions that seem like they're going to be permanent. What if I let go of this thing and that's a permanent decision and it was the wrong decision? I know that there are probably going to be people in the comments who are like, 
Well, I use both of my versions of this thing. I have duplicates, but I use this one for this and that one for that, and I need both of them. Or I collect jars, but I use these jars to hold my craft supplies and, you know, buttons or just different things. If any of those are the case, I'm not necessarily talking to you then because you're actually still using and getting use and value out of those belongings. Now, just for good measure, while we're already in here going through some of the stuff, Let's go ahead and set the gifts that were not a good fit off to the side. So if they were given to you years ago, then now's a great time to declutter it. If they were recently given to you and you feel like you should hold on to it for a little bit, that's fine. Maybe find a place to put it on display for a set period of time, some way of separating it from your daily everyday use things if you're not actually going to be using the thing. It's a good idea to mentally and visually separate some of the things that you know you're not going to want to hold on to so that they don't get shoved to the back. Now, if you're in the kitchen, now's a good time to think about foods that you're collecting. Maybe you're looking to detox your life as a whole in the coming year and the bags of potato chips and the bags of chocolate and candy and stuff doesn't really fit in with that. You know, now could be a good time to go ahead and collect some of the less healthy items, especially if you're wanting to detox your space and to create a space that puts things that are going to promote health and wellness front and center because what you see is what you grab and that's where your environment becomes really helpful and really fluid with your health is when you're putting the things that are going to promote healthiness and nutrition front and center and letting go of the things that aren't. It's also a good time to scan through the refrigerator and the pantry looking for any kind of expired products or foods that you know you're not going to use again that you're just waiting to expire. Regardless of what room you're in, let's shift our attention to the linens. So if you're in the bedroom, this could be the bedding, the sheets, linens that you keep in your closet, maybe your clothes even. And it doesn't need to be a deep dive, although it can be. If you're wanting to do a really deep, full-on detox, then go for it, right? But if you're trying to accomplish as much as possible in a day without doing all of these deep dives, then I would say do a superficial scan of whatever room you're in. If you're in the kitchen, this could be the hand towels and the wash rags that you use inside of the kitchen space. Nothing screams tangled, dirty, stained, needing to be detoxed more than cloth items and linens. So you can really make a big dent in the amount of just space absorption happening inside of your space because clothes and laundry and linens can really expand and towels as well can expand and take up so much space inside of your wash load and just inside of your closets and cabinets that it might be a good idea to at least scan through the cabinet see which stacks of linens are looking a little more mountainous that you could easily grab and get rid of. Take a look at the floor even. Rugs, I say, fall into this area. Do they smell musty? Are they collecting dust? Are they necessary or duplicates? I do have a whole video that's specifically for clothes when it comes to questions to ask to declutter your wardrobe. So I'll go ahead and leave a card for that right here. Whatever room you're in, shift your attention to the linens and cloths. Now that we've taken care of a lot of the big hitters in the room, laundry, food, trash, general clutter and excess and the messes, I want us to look at the 
decor, specifically gaudy decor. And I know that everybody has different tastes. Some people might be into vintage or eclectic styles, but it's worth scanning through these items anyway. Are there things that are just a little too flamboyant in style that you don't necessarily care for them? Or maybe you have multiples of these types of things that are just kind of absorbing and suffocating the space and blocking some of the light and the airflow. Really decorative and swirly old school type of decor can be done really well and, and look tasteful, but it's also really easy to go overboard and make those things feel a little more cumbersome to the space. Another more specific thing to consider is comfort or more specifically, discomfort. When you're detoxing your space, you're trying to create a space that feels fresh, soothing, and comfortable, and that makes you feel healthy and well. And having things that really feel uncomfortable, like the chair that you sit in, that you get up, and now all of a sudden your back is in pain, those types of things can make your space feel less accommodating. And it's great to be able to detox those things while you're in the process of already looking for ways to improve your space and the way that it feels. Extreme discomfort especially can be all-encompassing and very distracting and annoying and it can impact your mood just having things that are uncomfortable inside of your space. You're inevitably going to end up reaching for that Thing, whatever it is, that's going to not be a good experience. A great way to detox your space is to take a look at the furniture in the space. Now, this is not to say that you need to have a minimalist style furniture or that you need no furniture at all, but you want to be sure that you're paying attention to excess furniture that's been shoved into spaces. And I know that it can be challenging to get rid of furniture, not only because it's so big and heavy, but also because some places may not accept certain types of furniture. And we also have this underlying belief system that furniture is incredibly valuable. And that can really go either way. Right. And, you know, sometimes furnishing your house is one of the most expensive things that you can do. But then there's also furniture that doesn't really have much value at all and that you would find difficult to get rid of for free. So be honest about the actual value of the furniture that maybe you're collecting and holding on to because furniture in general seems to be such a high ticket and high value item because that's not always the case. The last part of this decluttering and removal part of the detox process is going to be to remove anything that is something I like to consider energy blocks. So these are anything that really prevent the flow of your space. They prevent the light flow, the air flow, the visibility flow, the attention flow, because every time you come across it, maybe you're having to stop and turn and walk around and your attention is like just stopped right there at that spot. Things that are just sucking the energy and the free flowingness and spaciousness from your space. It may not fall into one of the categories that we previously mentioned, but if you have things that are even emotional energy blocks because they bring you down every time you come across them. Things like that, just things that make your energy take a dip or make the flow of your space feel distracted and discombobulated, those types of things I like to consider energy blocks. So that's all of the things that I'm going to talk about removing or decluttering in order to detox your space. But there are also things that you can add in or replace that will also really help to detox your space. And this is, of course, in addition to the light and the fresh air that we already talked about. One of those is scents. 
smells could make such a big difference in your space, but you have to make sure that you're going about it the right way. A lot of the cheaper room sprays are just chocked full of chemicals that'll mask bad smells for a certain period of time, but a lot of times you can just smell the same smell masked with something else over it. So that's not really the result that you're wanting. I say to stick to good quality candles or essential oils. Bringing in good smells is a great way to feel more relaxed or more energized, depending on what scents you go for, and to feel like your space is detoxed and has some kind of a tangible change. Another great addition or exchange that will really help to detox your space is to simplify your cleaning routine as far as your cleaning supplies. Having 20 different gross, gunky types of cleaning supplies all crammed and shoved underneath your cabinet isn't just overwhelming, but it's also less healthy. Even if you're not going all organic and natural with your cleaning supplies, at least limiting the supplies that you're using to maybe two or three different types of supplies can really help to feel more detoxed in your space and also can make things easier and simpler when it comes to cleaning your space. If you reach under your cabinet and you have one spray bottle full of a mixture that you know that you're gonna love, you like the smell of, you know it works well, and that's all that's under there, that and maybe some glass cleaner or something, um, then it's gonna feel a lot nicer and a lot more detoxed than having just tons of, like I said, crammed variety of wipes and 20 different solutions that essentially all do the same thing. So those are my top suggestions for having a full space detox. And I do think that it is so important if you're feeling like you're drowning again in your space and you feel like you're not really healthy inside of the space that you're living in, then it's worth taking some steps to detox that space and make it a haven, make it feel supportive.